Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and uh, this week we've uh, started off with a bit of a table covered in beer. Yes, what, what happened, Steve? <laughs> well, I've just um, I just opened tonight's first beer, and without any sort of warning or indication, it was an absolute gusher. It was. Um, so I'm now sitting with show notes that, that are covered in um, lovely Saison beer. Um <laughs> And I've just finished mopping it up. They smell quite nice though now. There, there is quite an aroma in the room <laughs> now as well, isn't there? So um, we are we are opening up this week with a beer that we've been sent across by the guys from Wiper and True. This is uh, called Yorkshire Square uh, and it's a Saison that, that they've put out. Um, and I believe it's uh, it's an English take on, on a Saison. So... Um, yeah, it's all British ingredients that they've used in it. Flavours are led by classic English ale yeast uh, that brings surprising notes of fruits and spices, a crisp malt base and experimental UK hops. So, so. The, the, what, why has it been called Yorkshire Square? Because isn't Yorkshire Square actually a traditional brewing method, isn't it? Is it Timmy Taylor's or Samuel Smith's? One of them still use Yorkshire Square as their traditional way of brewing? Uh, they must do. You're calling sure. me out there on my northern beer knowledge. I'm sure there's one of them does that. So I was just wondering whether there's a reason why they'd called it Yorkshire Square. Because um, they must have let it open to the wild. Yes. Well, I don't know. Would, would, would you do that with a, with a Saison? I reckon a little bit myself. Um, but it's not. it hasn't got a very funky nose, has it? It hasn't. Uh, it's unfiltered, unfined, under, under, unpasteurised and alive. It's naturally fermenting in the bottle. Maybe I should have read that before. Before opening you opened it, it. yeah. Uh, producing a yeast sediment in the bottom, which I accidentally tipped in our glasses as well. Um, so it's a bit of a fail all round to to start this evening. Shall we? Um, shall we actually give this beer a try? Yeah, let's. And, and and see what it's like. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, it's got a really lively mouthfeel. It has got very, but it's, it's um quite soft bubbles. Yeah, isn't it almost like um. I know it says old yeast, but it reminds me a bit of the Belgian beers that use um, champagne yeast. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got quite a Belgian-y tang yeah. to, to it. Um, I think su- surprising, and, and, and a lot of folks will probably be surprised at this, in, considering it's a saison. I'm actually quite liking it um, because it's more the, the classic saison styling, uh, more of the sort of like Dupont-esque type saison. Where it's just it's really crisp, it's really refreshing. There's no funk in there. There's nothing else been added to it. No, it's... it'd be a great way of trying to introduce someone to. So if you were going in your saison journey, Steve, rather than some of those early ones you had, which would have been those really Belgian-y, funky farmhouse type of ones, I'd say this is a much more gentle introduction to the the saison yeah. world. Absolutely. Now, just just in terms of what's gone into it, hops-wise, it's got Jester. Which, which we know is sort of still a fairly new hop to the market. Um, Olicana, Ernest, Toyo Modori, and the UK Chinook variant as, as well has, has gone into this. The yeast that's been used is actually called Yorkshire Square. So maybe that's where the, oh. the, the name of it comes from, is, is from the yeast. Um, as I say, we've, we've been sent these beers over uh, by, by the guys at Wiper which we are really grateful for. Um, the one thing I'd say, 500ml bottle. 
It's a big bottle for a... <clears throat> I'd want to share it. Yeah. If it was me anyway. So I suppose in that respect, it does do the job it was intended to do. Um, if you were going to drink it on your own, maybe you'd want it a little bit less than the ABV, perhaps. Well, it's only 5%. Yeah. So it's, it's fairly low anyway. Still not, you know, you could, I mean, it's fairly low in today's market, but I suppose a few years back it would have been considered premium, premium range on ABVs. Mm. Uh, but do Wifrentry do smaller bottles? Um, they do. Some of their beers, they are coming. I'm sure that, what's the one that was in the, um, there's one in the Beer Bods Plus box. Is it milkshake? I'm sure that's in a 330 ml bottle. I'm sure they do some of their bigger ABV beers in smaller bottles. Oh, okay. Um, I suppose you can see why, you, you know, being released at the end of the summer, a uh, 5% beer in a big bottle on a yeah. hot day would, would probably go down an absolute treat, that would. Yeah, you should have saved it for a hot day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apart from uh, today, which is very much heralding the arrival of autumn, I think. Skipped autumn. <laughs> Just straight into straight the winter. Into winter. Why bother the middleman? <laughs> um, so, mate, what have you been up to in this last week? Well, I mean, uh, obviously, listeners, we're pleased to know there's only been a week in between shows. <laughs> so so this, this bit should be quick, this So week. the beer adventure's a bit more limited than previous. Um, last Tuesday... Um, so the day after we recorded the uh, the cellar show with Justin and Matt, um, Clayton and myself um, hosted a beer festival at, at work for our colleagues who remember the beer ta- who are members of the beer tasting club, and um, we had ten beers on show. Basically, it was IPAs versus dark beers, stouts, and porters. So goodbye summer, hello winter was the was the theme of the evening, and um, a few of the beers went down really well. I mean, Five Points Railway Porter went down a storm. On the bottles, mm. um, and I think it is one of the best porters out there. It, that's a really good beer, isn't it? Whenever, yeah. whenever you drink it. Although I spent, I, I spent all the evening going, oh, it's so much better on Casto. I reckon I must have said that about a dozen times. <laughs> I bet people got really fed up, fed up with you. <laughs> um, but there was a there was a bit of a there was one which was a bit of a surprise to me, to be honest. It was one of the few that I hadn't tasted before that we had. Um, it was from Cloudwater, uh, Vic Secret Sour IPA. IPA. Oh, okay. I haven't had it before. Must have passed me by that one. 7.3%. It actually fairly much did what it said on the tin. So it had like the the hints of sourness, but still had enough IPA going on. Yeah. Um, And it was actually just really refreshing. Didn't taste 7.3. It was just a really, really enjoyable beer that caught me me by surprise. A pleasant surprise, though. So that was really nice. Um, So yeah, went went down. The beer festival went down a storm in our new building. First time we've held a beer festival in the building since we moved there anyway. Um, Saturday, I went to the Swan at Stratford St. Mary, which is just over the border between Essex into Suffolk. Um, Very nice country pub, excellent beer range at the best of times. Good food, nice beer garden. Um, And they had a beer festival going on. I was going to say they had a little beer festival. Yeah, well, my mum and dad were down at the weekend for Michael's birthday. So... In putting off the visit to Spoons, I, I drove in the opposite direction to the middle of nowhere. And um, we had a few halves of beer while we sat there, while Mum and Dad sat, sat near the f- roaring fire that was on already. So I was, I was melting, and they were <laughs> loving it. And um, one of our one of our listeners was uh, serving at the bar, a guy called Jamie. So it was, it was nice to meet you. Hello, Jamie. And um, he recommended, much the same as uh, Matt did last week, trying the Yulu from Siren, which they had on cask oh, as okay. part of the beer festival. Yeah, yeah. So I did. And um, yes, uh, in agreement with both Jamie and Matt, it was definitely better on cask than it was out of the bottle. 
I'd also love to taste it on cask, but through a hand pump, because this was on gravity. Ah, right, okay. So, so. But it was still definitely more to it on cask than there had been in the yeah. bottle. Didn't they have um, Sonoma on as well? Yeah, I had that first. <laughs> was, was that gravity as well? Yeah. Any difference in, any, uh, any discernible difference? Probably just didn't have quite that life to it. I mean, I think I'm on record as saying that I think it's a fantastic cask beer, but I think I preferred it on keg when we did it side by side. Um, so it was really nice. Again, mum and dad really enjoyed it, and I think it was Michelle's first taste of Sonoma as well. Um, but they, they had some good, they had some nice little beers on there. I also tried um, Kangaroo from Elusive as well. Oh, okay. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. And I finished off with a classic, Harvey's Mild. Again on Gravity Pour? No, that was on that was on hand pump inside, and yeah. it's only 3% mild. Okay. And I've only had it once before, and I gave it three and a half before, so it must be one of my top scoring miles, I reckon. Top scoring mild, I don't... But it's actually really tasty. I don't believe I have such a thing. It's <laughs> a top scoring mild. But, uh, the, you know, having um, just a few halves and then finishing you off with the 3% mild worked out perfectly on the day. Yeah. Actually, saying that, I, I think I do have a top scoring mild. I think the, the one that I've always really enjoyed whenever I found it is the, uh, the Malden Oscar Wilde. Which, which I believe has been a was a former champion beer of Britain. Yeah, and that's that's always pretty good when you find it. That's um, right up there, I would say. Um, again, we don't. I don't think down south, especially, we get that many quality miles a lot of the time. Um, but to find when you do find them, it's really nice. I said the Harveys. I'd forgotten I'd had it because it came up with that little blue star in the corner on the <laughs> oh, oh, what did I say before? I said good for a mile. So at least you're consistent. Oh yeah, I was consistent on that. <laughs> so that was it. So, so two main beer adventures and uh, a few nice pleasant surprises. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, a lot of drinking at home uh, again <laughs> again this week. So. Oh, I've got to have to, you've got to find some friends, Steve. I know, I know. Just, I've, I've got some beer stocks that I've, I've been slowly working my way through as well. Um, so uh, the, the standout for, for me, or, or the standout beers, there's a few of them that, that I've had this week. I had the uh, the West Side Bevo, which is the collab between Beaver Town and uh, Firestone Walker, mm-hmm. so India Pal Lager. Yeah, what did you think? Um, I thought it was all right. Uh, I've, I've seen, again, it seems to be a beer that's really divided opinion between people that think it's stunning and people that think it's not very good. I just thought it was okay. I enjoyed it. Um, it had a nice crisp sharp sort of that west coast finish to it which i'd really go yeah. for in a beer um but was it any better than any other india power lagers out there i don't know i don't think so no, i don't know yeah i mean i, I don't know if I, i'd be hard pressed to say if it was any better than say i don't know camden the indian hell's Island yeah. that they do which I, I have always enjoyed um but for if i just compare it to lagers um and this, you know, there has been a trend over the last year or so for a few people to try to hand it lagers. I thought it, I thought it, was a, it did have a lovely flavour to it. And like you say, the West Coast sharpness, that bit came through really nicely, I thought. Yeah. I thought for, it was one of those collabs where I didn't feel let down by the collaboration. I, I didn't, but it was interesting because I, I think on, on Saturday night I, I had an evening of drinking collab beers and I was chatting to quite a lot of people on Twitter about the various beers and... And there were a few people commented, particularly about the West Side Bevo, that they thought it was nothing more than a vanity project of, of the two brewers involved, and that you know they were purely selling beer based on their name, which I think is a little bit harsh actually, because I actually think it was a, a really good beer. Yeah, I mean, if they were selling it for ten pound a can, you could maybe yeah argue it that. Wasn't, I actually wasn't thought it, I actually thought it was nice, and 
it was nice to have something like that which Beaver Town were involved in. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know that Beaver Town can do really hoppy beers, and I know that they can. They've started to do some of the more, you know, hazy and murky hoppy beers. This felt like a bit more going back towards where they where they came from. Yeah, for me. Yeah. So I so I enjoyed it. Um, the the other one I had, and again, I've just I suppose I've just singled these two out because these are the two that I had that seemed to most divide opinion on. On, on, on Twitter on, on Twitter drinkers was Awkward Phase, which was a collab between Cloudwater, Daya, Verdant and Northern Monk. So it was a four-way collab of what was essentially, I, I believe it to have been a traditional English-style IPA mm-hmm. rather than West Coast, East Coast or, or, or whatever. And I've, I've seen a lot of people commenting that it wasn't very good and they, they that they thought there was maybe too too many cooks involved in, in, in this one. I've got to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I thought it did exactly what it said on the tin. It was proper traditionally English, but it had this real fruity edge and this lovely sort of citrus finish to it as well. And considering the four breweries involved, it wasn't as thick as soup either. You could actually see through it. It, it was kind of almost like a amber, dark amber colour to it that you could... And there was a haze in there, yeah. but you could see through it and, it. and it was absolutely lovely. I really enjoyed it. Okay, I mean, that I hadn't heard of that one. Four, four, that, those four getting together, though. Yeah, hell of a collab. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other one, which uh, was, was just a beer that, that might come back up later on in, in discussion. Um, I had Umbral Abyss 2016 from Vibrant Forest which is an imperial coffee stout that, that they did. Now, I've been sitting on this one for a few months in the bottle, um, sitting on it for a few months, and I finally cracked it last night, and I've got to say it was incredible. It was it was thick, it was velvety, it was smooth, it had this lovely roasted coffee bitterness, and it was just absolutely stunning. It was just really, really good stuff. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed I didn't sit on it for a bit longer. Yeah, but then actually. if you enjoyed it when you had it. Exactly. Exactly. There's no, there's no point in looking back and thinking, well, would this have got better in? Six no, exactly. Time? You, you may have unknowingly had it on the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. So th- those were uh, the three highlights. Uh, th- well, the other one as well is recently put in an order from um, Magic Rock uh, to to pick up the new bearded lady, which we're going to be enjoying later mm-hmm. on anyway. Uh, threw in a few cans of Cannonball. Uh, they arrived, and by what I could work out, they're about ten days old. And they are tasting incredible uh, at the moment. So I think Steve, Steve's happy face. I think I, I think in the future I'm going to be only ever ordering Cannonball directly from Magic Rock to ensure that I get the freshest possible cans. Oh look, between the uh, so you did that as part of our order for the bearded lady. Yeah. Okay, because they must have quite a rush on for the bearded lady. I mean, how, how quick did they get the Cannonball out? To you? Ordered on Monday, arrived on Thursday. That's not bad. It all came together as as well. And you've drunk all the cannibal. I've got one left. <laughs> <laughs> Knew I should have ordered more. <laughs> Obviously. Um, okay, so let's um, let's dive into this week's news because because we've got a few things to, to just crack through. Um, first of all, let's fucking read it because it's all still covered it's in. It's soaked. It's soaked from the saison that exploded everywhere. Um, first up, uh, Nicholson's are uh, showcasing twenty eight new cask owls this autumn. Um, so they're including six limited edition beers that have been brewed um, as as collabs with various people. Now you're off to to the launch of this this week, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. So by the time um, 
and our listeners have heard this, I'll have been off to the one at the Cold Hole on the Strand, which features a collab between Adnams and Cigar City, which I'm pretty much looking forward to it, I have to it's say. oak-aged pal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So that'd be really interesting to see, because again, although I'm excited about it, I do have a little bit of trepidation sometimes when a really good American brewer who I like and a cast brewer who I like get together and sometimes they don't bring their A-game to the beer. I sometimes feel that we get something doesn't quite the magic doesn't quite happen sometimes I, th- I think we've all been burnt by spoons, spoons haven't we past Do, collaborations doing that yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that and, and, and again I'm quite happy for Nicholson's to showcase new beers as it's one of my work locals cool cool well you can uh, report back on that next week <coughs> I'll and do my best let us know what you, you think of those beers um, next up we've got the, the good beer guide celebrating uh, it's milestone 45th edition this year, so um, that's been going for some time, hasn't it? It has. I mean, what is it? Because I think I saw on Twitter today, Roger Potts. It was either yesterday was going to one of the pubs, one of the five pubs that have been in every edition. Yes, yeah, there are. As you say, there are five that that have been in every edition. I've not got those listed. But I mean, that, I mean, you can probably find that out quite easily yeah. anyway. Um, but the first one was uh, only ninety six pages in length, and listed around fifteen hundred pubs. Its brewing set, brewery section listed just 105 brewing companies. Today, that number tops 1,700. So um, that's, uh, that's that's quite interesting, really. I mean, I've got to say, it's something that I've um, I don't think I've ever actually read. I've got a couple of editions of the Good Beer Guide at home. I think it's one of those things that, when it comes to birthdays or Christmas, people can't think what to get Martin. Now it has the word beer in it. We'll, we'll just get it anyway. That, that'll do, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's like it's. It's a bit like the growth of the Argos catalogue. The Argos catalogue, similarly, used to be quite a small book. Yes. And now you have to do a bit of weight training before you yeah, pick it up. Absolutely. Um, and of course, Roger Protz is, is stepping down after this one. After he's he's done twenty four editions this year, and, and this year's one will be his last. Yeah. So. I mean, um, I mean, Roger's what seventy eight now. Yeah. I mean, he's looking good on seventy eight. To be fair. I mean, there must be some something in those hops he's been having. There's got to be something in beer, isn't there? Exactly. Some, some sort of magic. I mean, I mean, that's the only thing he's stepping down from, though, isn't it? So yeah, he's not exactly stopping. Yeah, just and it's just editing the guy yeah. as well. So it must, I mean, to, to edit something of that size must be quite a quite yeah. a task, anyway. Well, he's got bigger every year, so yeah. just by that on its own, he must have had, he must have had to get people to start working with him on it as well. But no, hats off to Roger. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, next one up, uh, not strictly beer news this, but I picked it up because I thought it was quite interesting in, in terms <coughs> of it's um, it's reflecting almost what's been going on in the beer industry. So, news last week that brewing giant Molson Coors is looking to, to buy Aspel Cider um, as part of its portfolio. So, they already own Carlin Caffrey's and Stara Praman. Um, and they're a number of they're one of a number of parties that are looking at holding holding um, talks with Aspel's board. Now, I think that's quite interesting that it's this kind of that implies Aspel's are actively looking to sell as well. Well, that yeah, possibly if there's more than one party yeah. speaking to them. But I mean, I mean, Aspel's again. I suppose they're considered a notch up from the average cider on the bar. Sometimes, you know, it's not it's not a strong bow. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm, true. I've I've bought the bottle of. Um, Aspals from the supermarket cause it's a bit more refreshing than, yeah. the, than the average one and again quite a few people I know who aren't quite into beer will give cider a bit of a go every now and again so interesting to see and they've 
very tall stem bottles as well. Don't that they? they are. They're, they're, they're very attractive. Bottles. Very attractive yeah. bottles, aren't they? And they do they do variations on flavors as well. Yeah, they, they do. They do like a vintage one every year. They've got like um, a blush version, almost like a rosé version as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Coulson, I mean, Moore's obviously Coulson Moore's the ones who own Doom Bar now, aren't they? They are. Yes. Yeah. And, so, and a number of other. So they are expanding, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got to say I always thought Aspel's had some sort of time of Adnams because you see Adnams this like a lot of the Adnams shops. It's either, it's either Adnams, Adnams or Green King who do the bottling, I think. Yeah, I've got that in my head. It I might just remember. be because they're both in Suffolk. Yeah, my my little brain is like, oh, there must be some link there. I'm sure you can get. I'm sure you can see Aspel's in the Adnams shops. You can, you can. Yeah. That's probably what what made me think. So that they, wouldn't be a surprise if they had some sort of either distribution or bottling or both. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. And and then the final um, news item this week, uh, the the sad news today that Matt Curtis is is retiring the the, the, the Total Hours website. Uh, yeah, I saw that earlier. Um, to concentrate on, um, he's just been, he's just secured a position as Good Beer Hunting's UK UK editor. editor. Yeah. Um, you know, congrats to Matt. Yeah, for, big for congratulations. That. Um, you know, such a such an achievement, but kind of sad to see total hours go as, as as part of it because i think it's a it's a blog that probably a lot of people that are in the same position as as we are have kind of grown up reading yeah well, maybe been, i mean I, I read his post today and he's been doing it for five and a half years so <clears throat> fairly much cro- you know chronicling the rise of craft beer yeah but um good good to hear that he's keeping the website live yes so it will still be there you can go He'll back still to go it. Back and I suppose, and if he ever feels the need, he can throw something in there if he wants yeah. to. But no, again, congratulations, Matt. Um, hope it goes well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the end of the news this week. Well, it's a bit of a bit of a quick one. Blimey, it's a very quiet news week. Very quiet. That's because we're back on here. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing's <laughs> happened. No, they're waiting no, till they're waiting no, till Christmas now. Yeah. Um, so we've we've both finished the um, the Yorkshire Square saison. Um, what what did what did you think of it? Any final thoughts on that? I mean, it didn't really develop or change much for me, but it was a very refreshing beer. I mean, a bit colder again on a hotter day, and maybe I'd have to revise my opinion about whether I'd want a five hundred milliliter bottle. So I did seem to drink it fairly sharpish. Yeah, I think I'd possibly struggle with. I'd definitely struggle with more than five hundred mils of it. Yeah, I bet again we're also in a different size on places, aren't we? Yeah, me not being a fan. No, that that's what I mean. <laughs> but you, you, I think you're. I think it's fair to say. But you, now that you're starting to find a few more of the, the ones which aren't your eight and nine percent, really funky farmhouse barnyard kind of ones, I think you're starting to see a bit more of what the true saison approach was when they, you know, like the classic Dupont, where it was, yeah. what it was trying to be, what it was trying to do, which was just trying to be refreshing with a bit of flavour. And really, you know, and give a little bit more to it than just having something just you know, like cold lager or something. So I thought it was a really good example. And without you telling me, I would never have been able to guess it was all done with English or British yeah. ingredients. And I think that's the thing that Wiper and Two are really proud of with that as well, is, is they've essentially produced a, a British Saison. Yeah. Yeah, which, no, it's really well which done. Is possibly, a, I believe it's the first time that somebody's used all British ingredients to produce. And especially using what I consider some fairly new. Hop. Yeah, it's great that they're experimenting with new, with new hops as well. And not just experimenting, but getting it right. Yeah, I mean, we had, just going back to one of the hops in that, we had a pint of, 
a pint of cask beer from was it from Acorn Brewery? Yeah. Before we went into the Leeds Beer Festival. Yes. That was purely the the new UK Chinook hop. Yes. And that was incredible. That was lovely. That was absolutely incredible. Um, that was really nice. So it's, it's Although I reckon that was just down to the sparkler. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was in a lead spoon. It was, so. but it, it was a very, very beautiful drink. Yeah, it was really nice. Well, I mean, we both really enjoyed that. Yeah, it didn't take long to get it. It was the first beer of the day, about five and a half percent. Yeah, that was as well. Thanks for flavour. It didn't hang around in the glass for very long. No, we we, we drained that fairly quickly. That um, could explain a lot for the rest of the day. Probably, yeah. But it's great to see that we're getting these UK variants of, of popular hops now. Yeah. As, as, as well, I think, because aren't they, they're growing a UK cascade as well, yeah. aren't they? So it's, it's interesting to see what the the UK soil will do to those hop flavours. Yeah. I mean, I it'll be interesting to try them side by side with their counterparts. I suppose the first challenge is to, I mean, what you need then is a, is a, like a British brewer or a US brewer to brew the same beer with an English and a US hop, isn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, I presume that for a lot of these hops, you can probably, the challenge is first, can you grow them even in this country? And then do they actually develop into something worthy of the name? Well, yeah, and I, I wonder if there's some sort of um, parameter there that, you know, that, that it's got to come within a certain flavour profile or a, maybe it's the acidity profile or, no, or whatever it is. There must be something. I mean, if someone, someone knows a bit more of the science than, than we do, we'd love to know, but... But say, take Citra. I mean, Citra hop is one which everyone yeah. will feel they can fairly much identify. But if it's grown over here in a completely different type of soil, different terroir, that kind of thing, yeah. will it taste the same? Who knows? Can it keep the name? Only time will tell, I, I imagine. On that. So, yeah. that, is, that was good. I mean, like I said, the beer, the beer was actually really nice. I'd, re I'd quite happily recommend it. Yeah, very much so. So thanks to, thanks to Wiper and True. Yeah, cheers. Um... So, you probably would have heard that while, while we were chatting there, I just uh, cracked open our next beer. Um, next up tonight is a newer weld, and this is uh, the Double Dry Hot Imperia India Palau from Northern Monk. It's basically uh, New World's Bigger, Badder Brother. I'm it glad was. you said that, because I always struggle to remember what DDH stands for. <laughs> it's like some sort of disease. Yeah. Um, this was uh, the 500th brew that, that Northern Monk have done. Um, and basically what they wanted to do was to celebrate their first beer that they ever brewed, which was New World IPA. So this was this was to celebrate that. Dry hopped with a combination of Mosaic, Amarillo, Simcoe and Chinook and fermented with a blend of three yeast strains. So let's give this one a go. Cheers. Cheers. Initial thoughts? Love the aroma. Yeah. Um, I think the flavour follows through as well. It's got... Quite a thick mouthfeel. Mm. I mean, it has got a bit of haze on it. Is that fair? Fair to say? Yeah, I'd, I'd go top end of haze. Probably edging over into murk. Um, Bottom end murk, top end end haze. I mean, we we, uh, we we did have this in Leeds, didn't we? we? We did, but neither of us can actually. I remember enjoying it, but I couldn't tell you much about <laughs> it. Remember from that, it. From that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's nice. It's, what do you say the percentage was? Percentage on this is 8.2%, so it's quite a step up from the Saison. Yes, that, that um, it's also a step up from New World, which is 6.2. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not feeling 8 plus percent. It's it's not at all. Now, I'm I, 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 this is my second can I've had of this, and w when I first tried it, I felt there was some sort of sugary sweetness going on in there that I, I really wasn't getting on with. 
and it's still in there a little bit. Oh, really? I'm not yeah. getting that. So I'm just I'm wondering. It must just be me then on this one. Yeah, I'm not getting I'm not getting that at all. I'm I'm, I'm getting quite a nice sharpness to it. Oh, I'm getting I'm quite getting, a nice I'm balance. Not sharpness at all. No. I'm getting quite a nice balance between the sort of top end of the haze and still getting a bit of a a west coast feel to it. Oh, well that's that's interesting because I'm definitely not getting that. I'm definitely not getting any west coast from it where whereas I think you do get that from New World. I think oh, you, you definitely get, get it from New World, don't you? West Coast IPA feel to it. Okay, well that's um probably appropriate that we've just cracked open a can considering um what we're about to start discussing. Opinions, 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 opinions. Opinions. So this week we asked, um, is canned beer really better? Not uh, a purposely loaded, worded question. Not in, at all. In, in any way whatsoever. Yes, no. Uh, so total votes, 686. We've got a lot of votes this week. Uh, this poll now becoming our, our most ever voted on poll by, I think, three votes or something <laughs> uh, over the previous one. And quite surprising results, I have to say. Yeah, what I didn't see, what was the final? Final result was 53% in favour of no. Oh. Now, I was expecting, firstly, I was expecting it to be an overwhelming yes. Yeah. And I was. I would never have put only 6% between the final outcome. Oh, it was very close on, for a long time. Comments. I mean, that, that sort of stretched out a little bit towards the end of the session. Yeah. Because... Uh, for a large part, it was fed much neck and neck, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but loads of great comments yes. th- this week. So we are going to have... spend quite a bit of time going through the comments this week. I mean, it's only fair because we did get a lot. Yeah, and, and people took some time to, to, to really get into this as well. So, um, as always, we'll come on to our thoughts a bit later yeah. on. Um, and actually, we'll probably throw them in as we're going through because I know there's one particular subheading that we've got in front of us mm-hmm. I know you've got some issues with uh, in, in, in the past um, Spot, so, spotted that one yeah so, so let's uh, we'll start off with uh, Brett Preston at Brett and Beer who said I don't think the beer itself is better but for the brewery it's cheaper easier to move and to store etc now we had a lot of people say a lot of similar things about it being easier for the brewery to, to move around that Cans are far more portable, lots of references to chain beer. Um, obviously, you know, cans, we're great fans of picking up a can to, yeah. to drink on the train on the way home. Um, references to storing and artwork and quite a lot that were within that same sort of theme. Um, that that can't be the only reason for a brewery to can though, can it? Just just because it's it's cheaper. It shouldn't be. All of those, uh, all, all of those comments are valid. But it should be again, in addition to the beer. So, you know, the comment. I don't think the beer itself. The beer itself is better, but for the brewery, it's cheap. So there was lots of really good reasons in there. But the person who made the comment, Brett, hadn't pitched himself one way or the other. No, no, he very much sat on the fence. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, is it undeniable? There's some plus points. I, I, I think. I think. Yeah, and I, and I think let's let's probably say up front. We're not going to go into that now because because we know that, strictly speaking, being in a contained dark unit is better for beer yes. because there's no light getting to that beer. There's no oxygen getting to it. They are easier to store. 
and carry. They fit in the fridge better. Yeah. So we're going to take all of those as givens. Yes. That that's somewhere where we're not going to go tonight. Agreed. What we're going to do is talk more about. Well, actually, once you crack it, what what's coming out of it? Yeah. Is is that any good? And sometimes once you crack it and you get no discernible hiss, then straight away you know that something's wrong. There's definitely a suspect. Yeah. Fault in your head. I would say. Yeah. Um, so. Um, that that lends quite nicely actually to um, an, another comment. So this was from Egan Walsh at Egan Walsh. Maybe I'm a traditionalist, but not convinced you can get the same results fermenting in a can as you can in a bottle. Right, so re-fermenting in a can. Oh, re-fermenting. Sorry, yeah, I missed that. I'm a traditionalist, but quite frankly, I could do that re-fermentation in a can or a bottle. <laughs> okay. Brew the beer. Do it properly, yeah. stick it in the bottle or can, and then I'll drink it. Okay, so you just want the, the, the beer as the brewer's intended it? I want the brewer as the brewer knows it will be, because surely once it's free, starts re-fermenting, it's out of the brewer's control at that point. It's, it's changing to something else, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. That's, um, that's just my, I know that will upset a few people, but I, I'm just not a fan of, I, I don't really need yeast in the bowl. Yeah. Well, this is... Um, a, Lends itself, Gregor J at Gregor underscore J underscore. It, it's great for storage, freight, and lovely artwork, which mm-hmm. is stuff that I think is going to come up time and time again. Not sure whether it makes the beer inside any better. I don't fancy a can of Lambic. <laughs> to now, be fair, Steve doesn't fancy a bottle of Lambic. No, but you're <laughs> you're the big Lambic drinker between us. How, how would you feel if all of a sudden the Belgians started putting Lambics in cans? I'm sure... Um, I, I would be wary... I would probably drink some out of the can and someone passed it to me. Would I go and split my own cash for it? Probably not. Can't can't see myself being convinced by that one. Is that because in, in, in your mind you, that beer doesn't belong in a can? Yeah, and this probably goes, I mean, because I, mean, I am a fan of Lambics and I've got a fairly decent collection of cans here at home. So it seems every time I go to Brussels, I can't help myself. Um, and they do have... Um, stuff going on i mean you you do have sediment in the bottles yeah how well that would work in a in a in a bottle in a, in a can because i mean these bottles have corks as well don't know i mean again i probably don't know enough about the science but i do i would definitely be dubious if it was a can lambic okay so some styles we're saying belong in bottles maybe again it could just be think? because we've been trained over yeah. the years to accept that it should be in a bottle and most of the lambics I buy in bottles tend to be 750 so they tend to be those you know it looks nice it's a share kind of bottle rather than a you know a 330 can or mm. something now we did we had the discussion last week about impy stouts in, in bottles versus cans yeah. and, and we are going to get a chance to try that shortly once once we finish this beer because our, our final beer of the evening we've got the latest variant of magic rocks bearded lady which is the dessert edition which is obviously a direct descendant of the beer that we tried last week from from a bottle um so it'll be interesting to see whether what our thoughts are on we've we've got a what is it 10 percent impy stout in 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 a can can. um Mm. does it work as, as well as it worked in the bottle last week um again and why why we're talking about bottles and cans and, and and sort of last week uh justin who now he's he's made his appearance on opinions is looks like he's going to get involved every week 
um, responded and said, uh, better for what? Uh, portability and maintaining freshness, then definitely, but for aging and specialness, then a bottle wins every time. And linked to that, the Owl Lady at the Owl Lady, um, after saying that she'd need seven full tweets to give you a full answer, um, her response was, canning should be better, but often isn't. And I do love the romanticism of a beautifully shaped bottle. And if that last comment sort of came out in varying guises throughout the poll, didn't it? Yeah. About the bottle. Um, and that lent itself to um, one of the Yes Ale blog about bottle versus cans, a personal view. But there's definitely something about putting out a bottle to share rather than a can to share when you're at home with friends, etc. So I think there is definitely, I mean, I think you've said it before about um, our friend Unhuman Cannonball. You love the 660 bottle. Yeah, it wasn't a special this year. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I can, see the, I can see the bottle over your shoulder where we are now in your kitchen recording. You've got it there, and that's been there ever since you moved in, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, it's a private um, place. So, but you're not gonna, you wouldn't put the can there, would you? No, because it just looks like I haven't tied it up. Yeah. Whereas the bottle quite clearly looks like it was a bottle of beer that you really enjoyed, and hence you kept the bottle. Yeah. But the can would just look like, well, come on, clear up. Yeah, I, I, uh, we, we have we've mentioned this before, but for, for me, it was great the availability of, of Unhuman Cannonball this year, and that it was more widely available. It was in a smaller can unit. The cans looked great. It tasted the beer inside tasted amazing. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't look as pretty as as the old screen printed bottles so it lost a little bit for you it, it really didn't yeah. although I've got to say and again jumping ahead a little bit I think Magic Rock have begin, begun to pull that back a little bit with this new branding on the the, 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 the dessert edition of the Bearded Lady which is just embossed black uh, of the characters as, as far as I yeah. can see um, I like that and I'd like to see them continue with, with that but that's that's getting on to the artwork thing a little bit which we didn't really say we were going to we were going to get into so talking about pulling out bottles and cans so you, you you're quite happy to pull out a bottle to share with somebody but if you've got friends around you are liable just to pull out a can and give them the can and yeah quite possibly they're just going to drink straight from the can because that's what we do with canned beer isn't well it? strangely enough in the work beer tasting last week we had some 330 cans as well as some 440s as well as uh, 330 bottles the f two 330 cans we had were the only times that people poured the whole can into their glass. So the 440 Tall Boys yeah. and the 330 Bottles, they split. Interesting. The 330 cans, they just kicked straight. it open, strained the glass, because the glass did just about take, took about, probably would have taken about 400. Yeah. Um, and, that, and, and that was the only time I saw it happen last week. So on the bottles, no. On the one can of canned stout we had, which was the uh, Chocovaza from Stone, they didn't, which is probably a good idea, so that 8%. <laughs> um, but for the, for the two 330 cans, they just cracked it, pulled it. So That's, that's really interesting, yeah. isn't it? There was a completely different feel about it. I think, I don't know whether because it looked smaller, crack, open, we're so used to, we're so used to 330 cans because all soft drinks, soft drinks in them, yeah, are in 330 yeah. cans. They're exactly the same shape and size and feel as a can of Coke. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting. Someone did say, and I, I, I'm really sorry, I've not got the name, but somebody mentioned that as well, that they're fed up with 9% beers in 440, 500 Oh, yeah, I saw that one as well, and I thought that actually, I thought it was quite a good point. Yeah. Um, I'd agree. I, I don't know if I need the taller, bigger cans to be there. Yeah, so yes, 
again we've got is it 440 for the new world uh yeah northern monk 440 cans so we're sharing it yeah and yeah if i had it i'd probably just drink it at home but i would rather have new world in 440 and this in 330 yeah because it's, it's more drinkable yeah yeah and it's interesting to see as well that again referring the beer that we're going to be drinking in a minute magic rock have gone back down to a 330 for this latest release release of bearded lady which makes sense at 10 percent. which makes sense because then if i do want to have it on my own yeah it's 330 we may well regret sharing that in, in a minute yes quite possibly <laughs> i might have to watch your pouring because because 330 maybe just just isn't going to be enough um so let's let's just 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 pause there for a moment and and, and come back to the, the the beer that we're drinking so what, what are you thinking of this do you think it lives up to do you think it's new world's bigger brother or do you think it's just a completely different beer well it's obviously a completely different beer but i if i, if I was uh again i don't think i'd be able without help to know that this was a further iteration of a new world because although I'm getting slightly different things from it than you, I'm not. It's still not close enough to New World for me. So I'm enjoying it, but it, it hasn't got a lot of those things that I really love about New World. But I do like it. It's a nice touch. I, I think that it's, yeah. it's their 500 brew, 500 brew. So they wanted to actually recognise that first commercial oh, beer great that idea. they brewed, and it is a fantastic beer to recognise. Why yeah. wouldn't you do it? I mean, blimey, live off it. You know, these it, live off anything you do really well. I say, absolutely, you got it flaunting, and they have got it, and they are flaunting it. Um, if I had a choice between this and New World, I'd probably dive in New World. I would. For me, New World is just a bit, um, it's a bit crisper, and it's a bit more smashable as as well. I'm I'm still struggling with this a little bit. I, there's something in there that I'm really not getting on with, and and I don't know what it is. It could be saying just it, it's like a lot of those things. If it's something which, as soon as you notice it and don't like it, you probably won't get rid of that. Yeah. You know, it's like if I um, get a hint of coconut or someone was, I was listening to, it might have been Beer and uh, someone described the beer and it sounded wonderful. And then someone said, yeah, getting a bit of marzipan. And I went, and I went actually, listen, I, went, ah! <laughs> I wasn't even drinking it. <laughs> I was going, bah. That's put me off that beer already. Just because the, the, even just a hint of marzipan coming through for me. So yeah, I think sometimes you just need that. It could be the smallest, one of the smallest ingredients in there, you know. And you've just got, you've yeah. just nailed it. It's like oh, I can't get rid of that thought in your head. Mm -hmm. But I'm enjoying it. It's but I prefer New World. Yeah, I I, I absolutely do. And, and like I say, I I did kind of make that disclaimer that I didn't really get on with it the first time I drank it. And I have to admit, it it took me almost an hour to get through the four forty mil can last week. That's, and that's the downside of having that larger can yeah. if you start to struggle with it yeah and I'm not one for wasting beer and no. unless it's bad this beer isn't bad there's just a taste in it that, that doesn't work with doesn't me doesn't quite tick for you yeah um, but just just while we're talking cans and the bigger cans and, and obviously the popularity of the 440 kind of is very much linked to the whole freshness thing as well now we are one of, one of the things that didn't really come up a lot in terms of people saying Oh yeah, it has to be a can because it's uber fresh. But there, there was one comment. Um, Bod at Tribod said IPAs taste better straight from the can. Try it, everyone. Take advice from Alchemist Beer. Drink it straight from the can. Now, I, I don't. I, I, I get that sometimes you want to put a fresh beer in your face as quickly as possible. 
I still don't know whether I would have picked up this can this evening and, and, and drunk that from a can on, on a train. No, I will drink, I won't drink any new cans straight from a can. No, I want to try it first from a glass. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to let it breathe. All and, my can yeah. train beers are beers I know. Yeah. You know, so if we go to our fa- favourite place for getting our train beers, m and I'll pick up, it'll be something from Northern Monk, Eternal, New World, Stone Go-To or Stone IPA, Citra, Adams Mosaic. I know that if I do drink them from the can, I'm going to have no issues with those beers. Yeah. I've yeah. tried them from the can before. Um, this, I would have said, oh, I probably want to put it in the glass first of all. Um, is it better from the can? I don't know. I mean, I've, I haven't tried a new beer fresh straight from the can without putting it in a glass so I can't really judge I I haven't I've always gone for the, the, the glass thing and, yeah. and like you say especially if it's something that's fresh you want to try and get as much out of that freshness as, as, as possible like I say even with those cans of Cannonball that straight away when I put the first can in a glass I was like wow it's been a it, I can't remember a time when Cannonball smelt this good from a can and then I looked at the bottom of it, worked out that Magic Rock must put six months on Cannonball. And I was like, fuck, this is fresh. And it tasted it as well. And I would have quite happily smashed that from the can. But it's also be, but it's also be you know, and trust. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Especially it's at the just, moment, you're really falling back in love with it, aren't you? Uh, I, I, I think it's better than it's ever been right, right now. Uh, absolutely um, the freshness thing is, is, is interesting though because and just just stepping away from the poll for a second t- today there was uh, an announcement Cloudwater released their latest two beers on, online which are collaborations that they've done with um, the, the Val Brewing Co from America uh, and one of them is called Cat and the other one's called Taco and, and they released a, a blog with it as well which gave away nothing about what was in the beers um, and was went back to the early days of the versions of dippers where there's a form what people can send in their feedback okay uh, about the two beers but they were encouraging people to drink them before their best before or, or their drink before date of the first of october which isn't far off which essentially puts a two-week shelf life on these yeah. beers and I, i've got to say i read that and I sat back a little bit and I instantly thought, I think we've jumped the shark here, that we're putting a two-week shelf life on, on, on beer to drink fresh. What are the percentages of them? Uh, I don't, don't know. So it didn't, so it didn't really no, give any detail? No detail on, on, on the blog what, whatsoever. You're asking a lot off your punters as well, aren't you? You, you are. And I, I suppose what, what we'd like to know what is they like? what would they like. Because I'm not going to buy them. Because I'm I'm not I'm I'm done with rushing out and buying beers, um, just because they're the latest must-have beer. But if if any of our listeners do get hold of those beers, we would absolutely love to hear some feedback on them to to see what's going on here. Because Cloudwater have said that after the first of October they'll release a blog telling everybody what's what ingredients have gone into them and what they were hoping to achieve. Which is fair enough. I'm still really concerned with. Why are we putting a two-week shelf life on beer now? That seems odd to me at best. Um, at its worst, yes, you could say it's cynical marketing. We get a whole load of stuff out the door. We get an instant return on our investment. Um, I don't know. It's, it's it's an odd one. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, we've obviously spoken since the turn of the year about trying to avoid the whole FOMO thing, but there are times when I say, okay, I really want to get that beer. Yeah. But I might not drink it for a little while. And that's down to me because I've got other beers around and obviously we record on a Monday night, so that already takes up a night anyway. Yeah. Um, I'd actually struggle to find a time in the next two weeks to drink it. Well, I, I would. And I have to say, I did have a massive FOMO moment today because there was an announcement that Buxton would be releasing freshly kegged Battle Horse uh, indie man this year which for, for people that know me and have listened to past shows Buxton Battle Horse is one of the greatest beers ever made it's a 10% double black IPA and it's just incredible and, and to hear that there's going to be fresh kegs of this stuff at indie man I was devastated but apparently there are bottles to follow so I'm I'm once again a happy man but y- yeah I mean like you say it, it's becoming hard enough to to keep up with beer as it is and I, I know we did like when Magic Rock announced the Bearded Lady we straight away we were like yes we, we need that yeah. because we know that's going to be a special beer um, but but yeah I'm just I'm interested to, to no, hear would, with yeah. these two cloud walkers you know, you know, what's I mean, going on we're obviously both a bit uncertain about it it's hard to know where it's pitching up with regards to what was what was all the thinking behind it um, but I'd love to know what people thought about it and I'd love to hear that people actually really enjoyed the bits. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm I'm going to be interested to see the feedback as well that Cloudwater put out. Yeah. Because I want to know what's going on. I'm wondering if there's an ingredient in them that actually makes them have to be drunk by a certain day. Is there some sort of live ingredient in them that is, is going to go off or bad if it's not drunk in that Maybe time? Maybe it's got sriracha in it. And the sriracha, only, you can only taste it if you drink it on the 2nd of October. In, in which case, they can keep... Keep all of it. Yeah, yeah. So let's um, let's talk then at this point about actually what's inside the can because we had a we had a lot of people and there were a lot of comments here and just a quick roll call of names. So at the bearded one, um, Wayne at the Irish beer snob, Pete at Hoops and Hops, and Lou on Brew at Lou and Brew, um, all responded to the is canned beer really better with a, a, a variation on the response. Well, it's what's inside that counts. Yes, um, which is true enough I think it's true enough um, it, it, it should be I mean that, and to be fair that should go for any dispense method yes you know yeah. all four main dispense methods cask, keg bottle can it should be about what goes in it you know first of all um, so yeah I, I can't disagree with that although I, I, I should be able to take that for granted as a beer drinker it should be given that it's, that should be it's a, gonna be it's yeah, gonna be it good. may not be a, be a beer alike yeah but it should be the best it can be before I crack it open. Mm-hmm. So we had some people comment on quality as, as well, of, of, of beers as well. So uh, Ruth Mitchell uh, making a welcome return to making comments on, on opinions at Beer Fairy. In, in terms of quality, then theoretically, yes, but only if everyone can to the same standard. In reality, quality is far too unpredictable now that's that's something that we've seen recently, haven't we? we we've seen a lot of recalls of of, of cans yep. that haven't been right. We've seen people that won't put a particular batch out because they that they, they haven't been right. What's the quality seems to be all over the place, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, this brings on to a uh, Roland that has been new boy quite nicely. Cans can be better, but still lots of canning problems coming up. Poorly understood tech. Biggest issues, most small breweries can't afford the cash flow hit to be in a full batch if the canning goes wrong. And that's probably all very true. But I shouldn't pay for their mistakes. 
That's true, yeah. It's the way I look at it. Again, I'll bring it back to any other food stuff, any other consumable, I expect it to be right when I buy it. Whether that be a pint of milk, bottle of wine, bottle of champagne, I don't expect to be doing the job for anyone else and saying, well, this ain't right, you should know that before you sell it to me. Well, that brings us back to that discussion about the um, the, Omnipolo. the Omnipolo milkshake yeah, beers last which was week, a perfect yeah. example. It's a bit like um, sending me out some butter, but it hasn't quite curdled yet. Just yeah. hold it for a little bit longer in your larder. It'll be perfect soon. Not a bother to that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very valid point. And probably, I, I was surprised it didn't come up as many times, bearing in mind some of the bad canned news stories we've had this year. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, most people kind of lent more towards the the, the look and the feel and the storage and, and all the rest of it. And like I say, the, the the quality issue was was few and far between. I mean, we, we've just kind of scratched the surface there. There's one particular quality issue that I want to come on to. I mean, um, Hop, Rob at uh, Hopsing, how do we combat the bigger problem? Beer riddle faults that shouldn't be put on sale. Again, so, and and again, that's across all dispense methods. Yeah. Um, but definitely, definitely, I mean, that's one of those ones which definitely comes out probably more in cast beer a lot of the time. Cast beer, I don't think there's any hiding place. Yes, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, whereas maybe keg, bottle and can, pull it out of the fridge, it's quite cold, may drink it straight away, you're not necessarily getting everything anyway. So the faults can sometimes stay hidden under the surface. Um, but for me, the, the, again, it, the product should be at its best. It may be something I don't like. So, like I said, beer with coconut. Not to my palate, but it should still be right. As, as long as the beer's right. Yeah. Yeah. Me not yeah. liking it isn't the same thing as the beer not being right. Which is exactly the same as that, that a newer... Yeah, newer world. 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 Yeah. You, you know, I wasn't... Like I said, there's something in there that isn't isn't clicking with me. Nothing wrong with beer. Yeah, I don't think there was anything wrong with it at all. Beer's absolutely fine. Yeah. Just, just one of the flavours wasn't working with me. But I suppose the, the canning thing, and again, probably that didn't get hammered as, again as much as uh, I thought it would do. Is like, obviously, some breweries have invested, yeah, in canning, in their own canning unit. Therefore, presumably, they have the most amount of control you can have. Same as the people who do their own bottling, and there are mobile canning units who go around to different places. But not all the problems have been with people who have mobile canning units. It does seem that's where the large majority of the large majority, sit, right? but I don't think it's been unique. So I think it's obviously would be unfair to say that if it's mobile canning, it's going to be bad. Yeah. And if you spend a lot of money on something, it's going to be good. I come back to that thing is about the can and about it just needs to be the right beer in the can at the right time, and then you can sell it. Yeah. Well, let's let's put that to, to the test to the test now then because oh. we've got. Um, a beer that we've spoken about a lot already this evening. This is Magic Rock's Bearded Lady Dessert Edition. Uh, bourbon Barrel Aged Impy Stout uh, Bourbon. Uh, people are going to love that. Bourbon. Yeah. If you say, but, if you just say every which way you can. Yeah, just just cover all the bases. Bourbon Barrel Aged Impy Stout with chocolate, vanilla and cinnamon in it. So this is in a can, 330 mils, 10.5%. It's amazing, those it's, it? it's It's... It's really good. Now, as, as, and as I said earlier, we drank probably the ancestor of this beer last week, which was the original Bourbon Barrel Bearded Lady in a bottle, um, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this on tonight's show, because I think I did make a comment last week about I'm not so sure that would work quite as well in a can. 
True, but I mean, we were drinking an aged bottle last we week. Cheers, and this is this is about what ten days off the can line or something like that. Well, all the flavours are there. I mean, obviously, it's a very young iteration. Where was, maybe I said the word coconut too much. Well, well, I'm getting a bit of coconut for it. I was just about to say I'm getting coconut from it. <laughs> don't know where I'm getting the coconut from. I don't know whether that's the no, cinnamon coming into play or not. It could be because um, there's no hint of that on the on the on the can. Um, probably what it hasn't got, which the the beer had last week. You know, you know the mum or dad version it hasn't got that same viscosity, that same thickness, has it? That mouthfeel. No, but it is thicker than I imagined it would be. So is it thicker than you expected? Yeah. As as I, as I poured it, it kind of felt as though it was kind of glooping out of the can rather than pouring out of it. And interestingly, again, going back to last week's uh, discussion about celery, the best before date on this batch we've got is the 29th of August, 27. Okay, so 10 years away. Yeah, so... Um, We'll be back in 10 years' time to see, let you know what we think of the salad version. I'm not going to keep my other can out for 10 years. <laughs> it's, it's not going to make it that long. It's by 10. Yeah. Do one a year. Okay, so why we um just finish off enjoying this? Because yeah. I've got to say after those first couple of tips, I'm enjoying it. Um, last few comments uh, about cans. Um, and, and this last one's one that's quite close to your heart, I know, which is uh, sludge in, in mm. cans or, or or sediment or whatever you want to call it we, we had a few comments about that so simon clark at simon carbon said can conditioned beers how do i know when to stop pouring it's a valid very valid point especially if there's no warning although i've proved tonight that i don't know when to stop pouring with a bottle regardless, <laughs> regardless of how much you can see yeah um, but it is, it is a good point because as, as far as we know at the moment the only the only brewery whose cans are recognised by camera yeah. as, as real out of more yeah. aren't, aren't they who have can conditioned beers that which implies secondary, secondary fermentation going yeah. on in the can yeah therefore you already know yeah but when do you stop pouring still don't know when you stop you, pouring you, though. you have to you, have, you kind of have to watch it until you see the liquid change colour well yeah but then by then by the time you see it change colour probably some of it's hit your glass and you definitely that goes back to the whole drinking it straight from the can you, you're never going to know that way are you I don't know it's sludging yeast straight from yeah. the can into my mouth yeah well Guy Miller at BrewGuy underscore says cans are better for the protected against sunlight etc keeping oxygen out but breweries must address the sediment problem in craft cans. They made a point of saying craft cans there, didn't they? Because the sediment problem doesn't really come up in other cans. Well, no. I've never experienced a can of ghost ship with sediment no. in, in it. Not at all. Um, I, I've, I've, I've complained about it before. I've, I've uh, contacted a couple of breweries about it. One of them dealt with the problem eventually. One of them just ignored me. See, that's poor though, isn't it? That it's poor when you get ignored, but it was poor when it was in there in the first place. If, if there's an issue, then it needs to be addressed. But I, I don't understand how the sediment gets in there. I know, again, I'm not very sciencey with beer, but to me it's very simple. I, I just want, if I buy 330 millilitres, bottle or can, I want 330 millilitres of liquid. Take the shit out before you give it to me. You don't, you don't want the shit in the bottom of your, your I, can. I don't accept it in any other product. Yeah. And as far as I know, nothing came out of this as, as we poured it. I, but I mean, to be fair, to be fair, to, uh, to be fair, <laughs> not, not going to say it. Anyway, no. You know, um, th this is old school milk. It's as dark as night, yeah. this is. Nothing came out of the newer world, though? No. 
did it? No. That was that was clear? No. Well, <laughs> as clear as a <laughs> hazy, hazy murky, murky beer can be. Can be. Um, yeah. It's, what, uh, what, do, what do you think about Cellar? I said I've banged on about it in the past anyway, but... I, I wouldn't expect it from cans. I, I really wouldn't. I mean, I've I've been drinking recently. I've been drinking a lot of a lot of Colonel beers. I'm kind of rediscovering Colonel as mm-hmm. a brewery, um, and I've I've learned not to pour the last centimeter or so into into my glass because you're going to get sediment in there. But you know that with Colonel because one, it's always been there, and two, you can see it through the bottle. True, but I hardly as, ever buy Colonel beers as well. Well, see, I've started I'm in bottle. I don't, Colonel but, I, but if I see Colonel on tap, I'll have it straight away because I still don't get the shit in the glass in. Yeah, but no, I've 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 made a point of um, Sean at Beer Central gets a lot of Colonel in, and whenever he posts it, he's got them. I'm like, yes, I want one of those for my box. I want one of those for my box just because that they're they're very much and I know we're going slightly off topic here, but they're very much a brewery that. I've overlooked a lot in maybe the last year, two years, much to my own detriment yeah. in, in terms of the amazing beers that they are constantly churning out. And another brew who I've really enjoyed at the can recently is Marble. Yes. The Mar- Marble beers have been superb in cans recently. Their canning is bang on. Now, interestingly, going back to one of our earlier points, they use a mobile canner. See, so they for their cans. So yeah, it's not junk. It's still they still think about the product you're putting in in the first place, but also the must. There's obviously more than one mobile canning. Yeah, there's I think there's two or three major ones. And then there must be still variances in what you're doing and how well you're doing it and how much care you're taking. So does it does it literally come back to some of this is a bad? It's like a bad workman workman blaming his tools that you know it's very very easy to blame a mobile canner when when your product doesn't come out right but if your product wasn't right going into that wouldn't matter then would it container in the first place it's not it's not their fault is it no exactly it it may not help it may just speed up the deterioration of the underlying product but yeah it can't you know going back to roman's comment it does everyone understand canning you know the fact that you know you've also got a much bigger space for air to get in as well. For however quick your canning unit works, there is still a wider area, wider surface area at the top, unlike a bottle. Well, that's what I found when I went went to Thornbridge. And and they said that, that they were like, until we've got, until we can find a canning line that gets the top on the top of, on on the bottom, as quick as the bottling line can do it, to, to reduce the chances of anything getting in there that we don't want in there, we will never invest in cans because as, as it stands right now, we can't find one that's as quick as a bottle in line. Yeah, and you've got that less surface, that surface yeah. area and the bottle is a lot smaller than a can, isn't it? Yeah. It's probably about three times smaller. So there are various issues. I love a good beer in a can, but I have stopped buying beers in cans from breweries who have let me down. With sludge. Is it purely on the sludge, or is it on the quality of the product as well? A lot of it's a lot of it's a sludge and sediment for me. Okay. Definitely a lot of it's a sludge and sediment for me because, I was like, what's he doing in there? Shouldn't be in there. What was no. he doing in there? And it just ends up in my glass, and it's just ruined. Oh, if it's much. in there, it should be on the labelling. Yeah. 
But even then, I still see, again, the can, there is no way of telling which point that sludge is going to come out in the thing. You, yeah. you assume it's towards the end of it, but once it's out, it's out. And if you've got quite a full glass already and you've just carried on pouring, which you're more than entitled to do if it's your own beer, then you still end up with a bit of sludge. Or someone pouring it for you, who isn't that, you know, that... Careful. Careful or knowledgeable, and just says, well, it's a can, I can just pour it. So, yeah, the, the sludge is my, big, my, my biggest out and out problem if I'd been voting would have been it can be a really bad no and that would have been purely because of my poor experiences with sludge and sediment okay so we've, we've heard lots of opinions or oh, opinions either I should should really be on brand yeah, come more, on, I? Come on. Um, about this one this week um, let, let, let's finish the discussion with what are our views on this now for, for me and, and kind of this is kind of where I wanted to get tonight's discussion if I'm honest was to, to be having this discussion while we're drinking this beer be it because I, I did say last week that I didn't think an impy stout would work in a can as well as it does in a bottle so but I, I have to admit I took your your comment as being um, it wouldn't work also further down the track with no way of knowing that yeah. unless, unless we revisit this in 10 years yeah because um, I've had some dark beer I think about it's the beaver town Imperial, which they do the ten percent Imperial water. Mm-hmm. Um, I can never remember the full name of that one, but I've had that, and I think that's really nice out of the can. Um, you know, bearded lady, the normal version we've had out of the can, haven't we? Yeah, and I think that's nice. This for for me, this has actually got a really thick mouthfeel this evening which is the this is the first time I've experienced this from a canned impy stout okay I've I've never had anything that's that's felt quite as I'm not saying it's maybe as thick as you'd get from a bottle because if I if I was to compare this to that vibrant forest beer that I had last night that was thick that was full bodied it was velvety smooth oh that siren Turkish yeah because um, that, that had real thickness about yeah. it, yeah. And and I, you know, it, it's hard to say that, and you you can't actually say unless you've got the same product in the two dispense methods yeah. in two dif- different glasses in front of you, and you almost do it blind, so yeah. you don't know which is which. Yeah, I mean, because I did suggest when we first talked about this, I said, "Is there a beer we can get, which is the same beer in bottle and can?" And I don't think we could actually really come up with many examples. Punk IPA. That's the only one that, uh, not just Punk IPA, but a lot of the Brewdog yeah. beers now you can get in both bottle and can. I went Punk IPA and then instantly I was like, nah, Jack Hammer comes in bottles and cans. <laughs> <laughs> so I immediately went for the green. <laughs> Shocker. But yeah. not the Dead Pony Club. Well, no, because that's light green. Yeah. And it's going down. I immediately went up and went to the dark. Dark green. green. Yeah. I went to the dark side. Yeah. Um, so so, what, so where, where, where are you sitting? So this question, which was a very open question, and we, we were hoping to get a lot of comments, which we have, so thanks. Where where are you? So not just about I, this, because that this question didn't go for any particular style, did it? I can remember back to about 18 months ago when um, Magic Rock released Cannonballs in Cans, and I was like a kid who's literally all of his Christmases had come at once. I was so excited uh, over it, and... Even now to the day, it still excites me that I can get my favourite beer in a small package that fits in my fridge, that I can pull out whenever I want it, that I can carry around on trains with me and I can enjoy whenever I want. That, I think, is great. Um, 
the problem is is that I just think at the moment there isn't enough consistency across brewing in cans for it to be a safe purchase. Mm. So did too many did too many other brewers did too many brewers leap on the the can bandwagon? Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm very wary of buying a canned product from a brewer on a first occasion. You, you know, if it's yeah. the first time I'm being introduced to a new brewery and their product is only available in a can, I am quite wary of approaching that because I don't know what I'm going to get. No, I agree. And that's where I am now, especially after my, my experiences. Yeah. And if, um, if you look at some of the big breweries in the UK, Northern Monk, Beavertown, Magic Rock, they've all invested in their own, uh, Cloudwater as well, they've all, all invested in their own canning lines. They're, they've put money into making sure their beer comes out the other end as they intend yeah. to. I, I just think there's still too much variation across all the others for... In, in terms of going back to our question, is canned beer better? I would have voted no on, yeah. on this. So if, we, if you take the whole of the UK as a, as, as one, yeah. it's just not consistent enough. I think right there now. are some who do it really well. Yeah. And consistently well. Uh, one for me who's always, for me, has always nailed it in cans is Forkia. Yeah. I've, I've personally never had a bad, a bad can from them. Um, and the fact that they got into M&S fairly early on in their canning life suggests to me that MS agreed as well um and i'd agree with you i think there are uh, again so if four pure brought out a new canned beer i would take it but if a new brew brought out the first their first beer in a can i'll probably wait for someone else yeah because i'm wary i'd be less wary if it was a bottle i think i think that's the perfect point to finish the discussion on actually because i agree with you completely so um Time for some of our listeners' um, input into the show. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness. Write it down. So just the one this week, uh, and this is probably a whole topic to itself. So at Divacy, is, is that? Um, that's, how, that's how I would say it. Yeah. So retweeted um, a BBC Newsbeat um, tweet, which was, uh, did you guys, hi, Beer O'Clock Show, did you guys see this hashtag opinions? Be good to hear a show about balanced parenting and beer. Diva C added. So the the tweet that he added was, I think it was a picture of the. It was either a oh, massive southern hem- hemisphere generalisation. It was either the New Zealand or the Australian prime minister at a game of their local popular sports, holding his baby in his arms, drinking a pint. And I think um, the question that Newsbeat had asked was: beer in one hand, baby in another. Is this beautiful or disgusting? I, I personally would have no issue with it, but yeah, uh, I reckon I, would, I reckon you could have a little bit of a think about that one. I, I would just say that's perfectly natural. Yeah, um, but I mean, I if, am, you're, if you're feeding it to the baby, that's a different matter. Yes, I'm. I'm actually quite keen at some point to come back to this one because we're both parents. Yep. Who you more so than me have brought Michael up. On beer, <laughs> not, not on beer, but around beer. Yeah, he's, but he's he's been around beer. He's been to more beer festivals yeah. than probably most children from a younger age as well. Yeah. Mine are a bit younger, and I'm only just beginning to introduce them into yeah. it. A lot of people that that we follow on Twitter, and at this point, congratulations to both Michael Lally and to to, to Gareth. Yeah. Um, 
uh, up in Leeds for, for, for both of them and their partners. Yeah, uh, congratulations no to the missus as well. This weekend, congrats guys. But I'm quite keen to do a, a beer and children, parenting and beer well, show. We do know, at, we do at, know at enough. Um, it'd be quite interesting, you know, mine's a fully fledged teen. Yours are coming up to... To teen, well, teenhood. Well, one of them's got the attitude already. That's a different matter. And obviously we've got, we've got listeners who have got some very young families as yeah. well. So it would be quite interesting to hear. Um, I wonder what the... There must have been a quite a lot of comments on the Newsbeat website. So that might be worth having a look at as well. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think if we come back to do this as a topic, we'll, we'll, we'll have a look and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll feed into that. But um, Interesting thanks, one, thank you. Yeah, thanks to Diva C for... for um, highlighting that to us now uh, this is weird normally we'd do prize this prize but we're not doing that anymore we're not doing we're, it anymore we've retired that now for, for the time being so we'll just move um, let's let's get some final thoughts on the beer before we, we wrap up this week's show I would like to s- I've only got two cans myself and one of them is going to be split with Michelle so there's only a possibility of one going away for a while last till 2027 that'd be a leap you'd literally have to forget about it wouldn't yeah. you in the back of the cupboard um I feel that there's probably more to come. I could do with, like I said, maybe I just put the coconut thing in my head. But I'm just getting that, that you know, that's like coconut shavings almost. I'm getting that as well, though. It's I am coming totally out. getting that. Um, and again, maybe that is just something else, which, or maybe that's just, it's such a negligible ingredient, but it's not mentioned. But I could do with that bit fading away mm. and a bit more of the uh, the chocolate coming through. Probably not getting as much of that dark chocolate flavour I was expecting I've got to say I'm glad the cinnamon's not overpowering because that's I saw a plus. that I, I saw was, that at the bottom of it oh, was no. like Christmas beer it's got Christmas beer written all over it but bourbon barrel aged imp stout chocolate vanilla oh cinnamon, cinnamon. why why put cinnamon and, and, I, and I do still wonder if if it's that that's translating itself into those coconut Hints that we're getting um, because it's it's interesting that we're both getting that yeah. as as well and and we are both quite attuned to that as a flavour. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm I've got to say in terms of the experiment that I wanted to do, linking it back to last week's show, um, it's it's almost there in terms of body for for me. To, yeah, to, yeah. To, I to mean the the bot to, to the one from the bottle. I mean it's got um it's leaving quite a nice. Little, it does coat uh, the glass coat, quite nicely. Coat it, on the inside yeah. of the glass. Um, I think you know. It is a. It, in fact, it is, if you get the chance to try it, you should, and maybe buy two cans and put one away for a while, even if it doesn't last till twenty twenty seven. Yeah, at least try and give it a year. Yeah, but if you do last till twenty twenty seven, please let us know by whatever social media format is. Yeah, available. whatever's happening, whatever's happening there, which is actually quite a nice link to what we're doing on on next week's show. We're going to do a show next week about social media and beer. Uh, and we've got a guest joining us next week. So we've got Johnny from Beer Frontiers, who's going to join us to talk about um, whether social media is ruining beer. Oh, or, there, or there's not, a question. Which, which is going to be next week's opinions yeah. question. So get ready for that one. In the meantime, please feel free to, to get involved in anything we're doing. Use the hashtag opinions and, and we will find you. Uh, just a reminder that we are still running uh, the T-shirt campaign. There's not very many days left. We've still not hit the target. And like I said last week, guys, if we don't hit the target, the t-shirts don't get printed. 
and you lose the opportunity to yeah, get those fantastic done. t-shirts and then finally we've got a little giveaway we've got a prize haven't we so a real prize an, an actual prize to give away so people might have seen the picture that I tweeted last week of a beautifully hand drawn version of the Opinions logo which has kindly been done for us by um, Rachel at Look at Brew um, we're giving that away to, to one yep. lucky listener um, we're going to run this competition probably until the end of September to, to allow some entries to, to come in. You can only enter once. Don't over-enter this, guys, because no. seriously, it's not worth my time. Um, but um, to enter this competition, what you've got to do, and you need to listen carefully to the instructions <laughs> here, is you need to send us a DM with the answer to the following question. Do not put it on social media because you are then going to be reducing your chance of winning <laughs> if people suddenly get a hint that there's a competition going on because this is a listener only competition yeah. we're not putting this out on social media so DM Beer O'Clock Show yeah DM at Beer O'Clock Show and simply tell us um, what was Martin's favourite beer from Justin Seller so that's all you've got to tell us simple DM um, what was Martin's favourite beer from Justin Seller we will run this until the last day of September, which is the 30 days of September, 30th of September. Um, at that point, we'll cut off all the entries, all the names will go onto the hat, and on the next show that we record, we'll after that, we'll announce the winner. Exactly. So, so, we might do a live drawing. Who knows? Of, of the winner. But good luck. Yes, but, but good luck indeed. So, I think that just about wraps us up for this week. Right? Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. been enjoyable, mate. It has. Cheers. Cheers. Got candy, 